Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is where you learn how to create a happy nurturing relationship with your children without anxiety, stress or guilt. Carefree parenting, helping you be the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. Join the Carefree Parenting Facebook page and invite your friends as well to get a seat on my live Facebook watch party on Saturday the 20th of July at 8:30 p.m. India time. In just 15 minutes, you will learn the simple secret to skyrocket your bond with your child. I'm parenting coach Vinita Zutshi and today's episode is why most parenting advice works only in the short term. A father shared My son is so jealous. He's just 6 and he doesn't let anyone come near me. When we go out, he sits next to me in the car. He doesn't even let me play with his younger sister who's just 2 years old, and it's become impossible for me to talk to my wife when he's around. A mother said, "My daughter's very secretive. I keep worrying about what she's hiding from me." These parents and thousands more end their stories with one question: "What should I do?" I'm a parenting coach so people ask me for solutions all the time and there are thousands of others whether in your life or on the internet or in magazines and newspapers who give parenting advice a lot of which is very good do 1 2 and 3 with your child and your problem will be solved do a b and c to your child there's your solution stop doing this this and this and the issue will go away i'm sure you've taken some of this advice and applied it even benefited from it but the advice usually doesn't work for very long you may find that your situation has changed in such a way that you can't apply that solution any longer or you may feel that you applied the solution wrongly in any case the problem crops up again and once again you're looking for solutions so let's look at the problem once more my child does or does not do this how can i get them to start or stop or do something else And the solution goes something like do or do not do this thing in this way at this time and your problem will be solved. There are two reasons why these solutions work only in the short term. The first reason is that the advice you get focuses only on the child. We are always trying to influence our children, encouraging certain thoughts, attitudes and behaviors while discouraging other ways of thinking and being. But there are two people in the relationship the child and the parent so any advice that focuses exclusively on one person is bound to fail let's look at you and your child who came first you the parent you existed as a person long before your child came along you think a certain way you have likes and dislikes a definite personality a certain image of yourself you want a specific kind of relationship with your child and so on you are the main person in this parent child equation even though you may not think so that's why any solution to a parenting problem has to consider you the second reason why solutions that focus only on children don't work in the long term is that you the parent are the one who has to act on that solution because we are all made differently we find some behaviors easy and others difficult Let's say your child is throwing a tantrum because he wants a new toy or because you've taken away the phone or tablet on which he was watching something. When he protests, you may simply say, 
No. Then he starts crying. Maybe you can't bear to see him cry, so your no changes quickly to yes. But if you are someone who can bear the crying, you will stand firm. No means no. Then your child starts screaming. Maybe you can't bear the constant screaming, so you give in. But if you tolerate it, you may still not agree to his demand. Soon enough, other family members may come rushing and wonder why you are so hard-hearted. They might ask, why are you so harsh? What's the harm in giving him the toy or letting him watch for a bit longer? Now, you can't bear the thought that you are considered a harsh parent. You give in to the pressure of others and agree to your son's demand. In each situation above, one thing is clear. You love your child, whether you stick to your no or whether you give in. Whether you give in after two minutes, two hours or two days, you love your child. Your love is not in question. Whatever the issue, we all have a break point. But the break point is different for each of us. So any solution to make your son less stubborn, to make him listen, follow your rules, has to take into account the kind of person you are. Maybe you can take any amount of crying and screaming, but you get triggered when he gives you the silent treatment, when he ignores you, behaves as if you're not there. Unless you factor in who you are and how you behave and respond, any possible solution can only be a one-off or a short-term one at best. The second part is harder. Now that there is a solution that includes both you and your child, you have to follow through and implement that solution. This is going to mean a change in behavior. A change in your behavior, which is never easy. I've always believed that communicating clearly was one of the reasons my daughter and I share a marvelous relationship. And yet, when she was about eight, I found myself constantly putting her clothes in the laundry basket. She was always neat and organized, but suddenly her uniform socks and other clothes that needed to be washed would be on chairs, on the bed, on the floor, everywhere but the laundry basket. And I had no idea why this change had taken place. She continued to be very neat and organized in all other areas of her life, but her clothes were all over the place. I talked to her about it many times. She told me every time that she would put her clothes in the wash, but they'd be thrown around again. After a couple of months of picking up after her, I was becoming increasingly angry. I was, of course, annoyed with her, but I was also angry with myself because my image of myself was not of someone who kept picking up and putting away things thrown around by her child. I was complaining to my sister about this when she told me I had only myself to blame. If I didn't keep putting my daughter's clothes in the wash, she would get the message soon enough. I agreed with my sister. I had to get tough, but I had to get tough with myself first. I had to let my daughter know clearly that there would be consequences to not putting the clothes for wash. So I sat her down and told her that it was her job to put her clothes in the wash. She said, I know that I used to do it earlier, but now I don't know what's happened. I mean to do it, but then I don't. She sounded quite puzzled herself. Then I said something she had not heard before. I've been doing the picking up after you, but I won't do it any longer. This means none of your clothes will be washed unless you put them in the laundry basket. One day, you may not have a clean shirt to wear or a skirt or a pair of socks. And no matter whether you have assembly or need to represent your school in a competition, you will have to wear the same dirty clothes to school unless they are in the laundry basket on time. 
and no one is going to press your dirty clothes so not only will your clothes be dirty they'll be wrinkled as well by the way this wasn't an idle threat much as it would have pained me i truly was prepared to send her to school in unwashed clothes you should have seen her face when i told her she'd have to wear dirty clothes the next few days were a struggle because sometimes socks piled up on the floor or found their way under the bed and sometimes shirts were on chairs my brain was screaming and my fingers itched to put those clothes in the laundry basket once in automatic mode i even picked up everything without realizing it and actually put all the dirty clothes back <laughs> where i'd found them one morning she realized with horror that she'd pulled out the last clean uniform and there was nothing clean for the next day in less than 1 minute she'd gathered all her dirty clothes and put them in the wash she gave me a meaningful look as she drank her milk and prepared to leave the house the best part of that day was that we had no electricity due to a fault in the main line no electricity meant we couldn't run the washing machine when she got back she was horrified to learn that even though she had put all her clothes in the wash nothing had been washed she kept asking when the electricity would be back and whether we'd still put the machine on so late in the day to our great relief things were back to normal around 5 in the evening she immediately asked me if she could help load the machine and that was the last time her clothes were strewn around things magically found their way into the laundry basket every single day i know what you're thinking you're thinking my child doesn't care about wearing dirty clothes or he would starve if i did not force him to eat or nothing will make her clean her room she's a teenager and considers it a badge of honor that her room is an awful mess the point is this solution worked for me because it was something i could act upon it was not easy but if i forced myself to do so i could turn a blind eye to the dirty clothes for a few days you on the other hand might find that the only way to get your child to do the same thing is to take away a privilege for example no dessert or no playtime unless the clothes are in the laundry basket every single human being responds to positive and negative incentives even children though you may think of them as angels or monsters depending on what you're going through all we need to do is figure out two things one what would be a positive or negative incentive for them you'd be surprised to know that often it's quite different from what you might suspect the second thing we need to figure out is as the parent in what way or ways can you change your behavior for long enough that your child learns that you mean business the same tactics work for children in their tweens and teens as well though it's more difficult with them it's harder because of three things they are more set in their ways simply because they are older they are more used to relating with you in a particular way and that continues by default change is harder when something has gone on for long secondly they are at the age where it's almost as essential as breathing for them to try and establish their independence unfortunately this often means they feel almost forced to take the opposite of whatever position you're taking thirdly if good communication has not already been established if there is not already a basic level of trust between you and your child then you need to overcome huge obstacles to begin to establish that trust that communication before you can even get through to your kids what to speak of getting them to change but change is still possible remember 
You're the parent and everything starts with you. If you want to change things badly enough, you will find the will and the strength to follow through with the changes you need to make. And your child will at some point begin to respond to the changed you. Since I mentioned tantrums, let me share an interesting story about my daughter's experience with tantrums. Yes, it's my daughter's experience, not mine. This has always been one of my proudest parenting moments, so listen up. She was just about two years old and I was walking from the kitchen to the playroom with her in my arms when she saw that something had been disarranged in her room. She had been unbelievably well-behaved and mature right from the time she was a baby, so neither of us expected what happened next. She opened her mouth, looked at me and screamed. I was so startled that I couldn't think. I simply responded spontaneously. I opened my mouth, looked right back at her and gave her the benefit of my full-throated scream. You can imagine that my volume was way louder than hers. She'd never even heard me shout and here I was screaming at full volume. Shock made her speechless though her mouth and eyes were still open, round with surprise. I kept screaming for a few more seconds. Then I grinned and said, we can play this game if you want. That was the first and last tantrum of her life. <laughs> and as I said, it was her experience with tantrums, not mine. Unfortunately, she doesn't remember it. Do you want to learn the simple secret to skyrocket your bond with your child? You learn it in just 15 minutes. All you have to do is join the Carefree Parenting Facebook page, invite your friends to do so and join the live Facebook watch party I'm hosting on Saturday the 20th of July at 8.30pm India time. Grab your crown, your magic wand and your Carefree Parenting cape and transform your relationship with your kids. I'll see you there. Write to me at vinita at carefreeparenting.com. That's V-I-N-I-T-A at C-A-R-E-F-R-E-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G dot com with your feedback, comments and suggestions. Visit www.carefreeparenting.com for lots more tips and to consult me personally. And if you download the Hubhopper app, you can leave comments on each episode. I'm Parenting Coach Vinita Zutshi and you've been listening to Carefree Parenting. I'll catch you next Friday at 7 o'clock in the evening. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट